You're listening to the Searching for Claire Huxtable podcast on the Detroit is Different After Dark podcast network. You're listening to the Detroit is Different After Dark podcast network. Subscribe on Apple iTunes or Google Play to the Searching for Claire Huxtable podcast. And don't miss listening into the real on dating, relationships and sex from a black man's perspective. I guess we got to wait, wait for this. All right. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Claire Huxtable, searching for Claire Huxtable. This is Kari Way here with my co-host, Maceo. How you feeling? Yo, what up, though? All right. All right. And this is a little bit different because we're doing the phone thing. So we have a special guest. This is like maybe like the second or third time we've done the phone thing. Uh, before we were with Sparkle Crazy Ass uh, from Titties and Tacos. Make sure you support the network. Listen to Titties and Tacos, as crazy as that is. Uh, and I really don't think she hammered and brought home that. But it definitely is an entertaining episode. But uh, how you feeling today, Maceo? I mean, I'm... <laughs> straight, Maceo, straight. straight. All right, we I'm keep it up. For yeah, the people yeah, that yeah. are, Let's for the people in. following the show, you know, we getting back in a rhythm. Uh, we definitely going to try to get to 100 this year because we could get to 100 episodes. We just going to have to focus on that. And uh, finding the guests is always a thing. We need to get the guest. We need to get the guest. So if you're interested in being on the show, definitely hit us up. Let us know. And we have someone that actually is interested and wants to share two cents on the topics that we just covered in the last two shows. We went through why men do get married and why men don't get married. Those are the last two episodes. So I know people were definitely sitting around saying, why you can't have a married man on? Which we we finally will have a married man or a, any man guest on the show soon. But before we get to bringing in any dudes... <laughs> I'm deceased. <laughs> We got to continue with, as we know, the Claire Huxtable way. Black men engaging, talking about dating, interacting, connecting with black women. Chloe, how you feel? I'm feeling great. All right. For sure, for sure. In the mix. And uh, you're going to give us some two cents about why women get married. We have our own theories about it. And like in usual Claire Huxtable style, uh, let me get a Maceo's perspective overview. Maceo, why do you think women get married? Oh, man, come on. Uh, the number one reason I would say is uh, security. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's either security slash stability or security and then followed by stability, consistency, companionship, um, and maybe not in this order, love. That's crazy that I put love like at number four or five. Mm. But um, and then uh, social social status influence. That's definitely way down the list. But I think that is one of the reasons. Mm. Um, family that probably could be moved up, but 
I mean, this is in no particular order. I know I kind of started out in an order, but um, but yeah, let me see. Family, love, stability, security, um, social influence, pressure, um, financial. Mm-hmm. Financial reasons, or you know, financial stability. I, I would put, uh, I would put financial under stability. I think you ran through most of the reasons I would go through. Yeah, I definitely think stability, uh, whether it be financial and planning. Uh, I definitely think status. Being a married woman does carry some weight when you find out a woman is married. Uh, we said that in the last episode as well, uh, as far as like misses carries a hammer I, I think socially uh we we talked about family that's something we talked about and love is definitely yeah like i don't even have that on the list per se but uh i guess i guess we we may have like finding the one you know what i'm saying like and i guess that may be love i've heard that you know definitely it's in many movies that we watch and stuff like that like he's the one you know so um, those are the reasons, and then I guess, I, how does how does this fit under social to you, Maceo? When it's like her family may like the dude, or like her friend, like her, which I guess that's sort of society, but it's social like pressure. a closer knit, like her, her network, her net. Yeah, I, you know what? Yeah, I think that falls supports who that dude is. Yeah, I think that falls under the uh, you know, the social society. Pressure. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. Because so, social, you know, th- that includes family, but yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I hope women aren't or a woman isn't out here getting married because their friends are like pressuring them or they feel like they get married over some default. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I've been with him for a while and he has been there and, you know, whether they got a kid or not. And yeah, we do have a kid. I mean, you know. Yeah, we might as well. I guess I could see it. Hey, I don't know. It's a lot of it's some. It's been some shack up marriages these days. But mm. before we get into that, you're hearing men talk and pontificate about our theories and estimates of this. Panamine. You're the woman, Chloe. Share with us what we right, what we wrong, what you think. Why do women get married? I want to say honestly, you're pretty spot on as far as why women want to get married, um, I would put that finding the one love thing a little bit higher on the list, but I think that kind of goes with age too, just because with the older women in my family, it's not always, when you hear them talk, it's not about, oh, I just need to find my person or, oh, I just want to be head over heels in love. It's more like a stability thing and enjoying a life partnership with someone like someone you actually can tolerate and like seeing their face every day. Um, but I do think there is a lot. It's important. I'm telling you, it's important to want to see that person oh, every day. Oh, I know. <laughs> but um, it's definitely as a woman, you can feel a lot of the pressure socially to get married because you feel like there's a like a timer on you sometimes, especially if you want children, which a lot of times you do want to get married to have kids, preferably because you don't want to be a whole baby mom. It's like that stigma. I don't want to be a baby mama. Like I felt my family was proud of me because I got married and then had a kid because a couple of generations before they were having the babies before the marriage. So my parents were like, you did it. So it's like it's almost like it feels they make it like an achievement almost. So when you said that 
Mrs. Carrie's weight, it does in a sense feel that way. Like you feel the pride having the ring in like almost every photo you take on social media after the I do. Um, so yeah, I think just from a young age as a as from little girl, like most of us grow up and you feel that pressure like that's kind of like an angle for you is to be able to, you know, have the beautiful marriage, have a husband who, you know, is probably maybe established or you like and enjoy and you have like beautiful kids together and skip off in the sunset um, type of thing. Um, So I would say for most part, your list is right. I think the frustration is when it comes to that social status thing, it kind of depends Cause I have some people are saying, you know, your standards are too high. And some women, it's just like, long as he works, it's fine. Some people just don't even care if you work. They just want to have the title and have somebody to, you know, be in the pictures. So that's fine, you know, type of thing. So I would say most part, I do agree with the list. Okay. And you come with the added bonus of, uh, of being in that position. So mm-hmm. how does society treat you different when you started hitting them up with the I'm a missus? Um, well, it's kind of like all the single people that you beat out look at you like you're golden. So it turns into a lot of what is it like? Because now they have someone who's like kind of from where they did, where they are. And they're looking for advice on like, how did you get married? How did you snag a man? And then a lot of people thought I had like this perfect marriage because when I married him, I could stay home. So I did the whole homemaker thing. And especially with black women particularly, you don't really see too many of us staying at home anymore, keeping kids. A lot of us are out here working, which is what I wanted to do. Don't tell nobody. But I have wanted to career but I hung it up my jersey up so I could be a supportive wife so a lot of people are like oh girl you want to hit the jackpot because you don't have to work you get to stay at home with the kids um and then it's just like again like having that pride of you know I got married and then had the baby. So it's almost like having like that dream that a lot of people don't get. I remember even getting offended and losing a friend because I got pregnant, I think two months into the marriage. And my friend was like, at the time was like, oh, now I know why you got married. And I was like, why did I get married? She was trying to say I got pregnant before I got married. And I was like, oh, so I cut her off. Like, it was like, a, how dare you like talk to me in this way as great as we're doing everything perfectly. So I think just even as a society, like some men even find you a little bit more desirable because you belong to somebody else. So <laughs> it's weird. Like they don't care. So you kind of like out they see the ring and they still like, oh, well, does your husband mind if you have friends? Yes. Yes, he does mind. <laughs> 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 does your, I've heard does your man mind if you have friends that that sentence just sounds so weird does your husband mind if you yes have like I would go like this and they'd be like like I could drop and be like Mary and they're like hey like who cares like see which I don't oh I don't see him here if you was my wife you'd be out here shopping at Walmart by yourself I'd be with you everywhere you go oh <laughs> Okay. Like what you doing taking your daughter to the hospital by by yourself? <laughs> what is that? The pediatrician by yourself. You know what I'm saying? Find <laughs> your man you wouldn't be nowhere by yourself. Being on the trip. <laughs> so so society, I think as we said, I think that being a wife 
honor society differently than even being like a husband. I think it does come with like that title, that status. Uh, when you spoke to some of those reasons we went through, I think it started with support. Um, mm-hmm. Let's unpack that because okay. when we think support, I think of keeping up a woman's financial lifestyle, making sure she's, uh, you know, secure. She's not in a dangerous space or she feels, you know, like I was, they could harm her. But like, what what does that mean? What does that look like? You know, have you heard women say, all right, when I get married, I know I won't have to worry about A, B, C, you know. I think especially speaking just particularly from a black woman, because that's all I've ever been, of course, a lot of times, like for me, I came from like a single, I had a single mom most of the time, or she went through a lot of trauma in her marriages. And a lot of other black women kind of go through the same thing. So it's like when you get a man, you do desire someone that's going to support you, not just financially, because what I find is for me, I've always been ambitious and hardworking, but just to feel safe, like primarily just to feel safe, like you have someone that got you. You're not going to let nobody run up on me, disrespect me. I can sleep at night because I know you're going to keep me 10 toes down. But also just knowing pretty much, yeah, like you have somebody who has your back, like in general, like through life. And so the the finances, I think that a lot of times women can be more forgiving with finances. If you have someone that at least is putting in effort. And I think Macy had mentioned being consistent, like just consistency, like in my life and who's going to like hold me up build me up like speak life into me like people don't think about support just in that way they think it's always just about money but even behind the money it's just like we want peace so i saw like an example even online when they were saying like um like if a man says oh i want to quit my job and open up a business and the wife or whatever might not be supportive and it's not that you're not being supported it's just she's hearing like we don't have stability we're losing our stability So a lot of times for us, it's like we want to have someone in our space or we know like it is going to be consistent. It is going to be stable. Like if we are going to be giving up something, it's like you have a plan. You're not out here winging it. I'm not about to be lighting up candles and having to take showers at the gym because we're like on the struggle bus. (laughs) Like, you know. It's 24 24 hour fitness for a reason. We can be in there for 24 hours. But you know, but honest to God, like when I first got married, <laughs> when I first got married, it's like we, you know, we had the basics, but we had a couple moments where I had to be in the trenches a little bit, and I had I was a good sport about it, um, you know, over time. But the only reason why I could be a good sport is because I saw him working his butt off, like and helping to figure out. But that's what I was going to say. Just long story short, for support, it's not just financial. I think just all of it is just knowing you have someone like solid behind you because a lot of times we're going to love you we're going to do everything to make your life comfortable but we want to have that reciprocated like i want to lay on your chest and be good all right so let's unpack what that sort of outside of financial support and then even financial support i think could be unpacked a little bit but outside of that what does that you say lay on the chest what else does that look like like and I guess the bigger question I'm asking is because it seems to be like it could be like a moving goalpost. Like mm-hmm. at any moment, your emotion could trigger where it's like, mm, I don't feel a safe around you. I don't like how you looked at her. I don't like how, you know, your mama treats you and 
or I don't know, like in my mind, I think like that could be a moving goalpost. Like how, how do you, how do we know? Like, like, well, the first thing is making sure that she doesn't look stupid out in these streets. Okay. What, what does that mean? So when I say that, I mean, sometimes men will get married and then it's like, okay, I got you now. Like you're mine. So it's like if I long as that mentality of like long as I come home to you, it shouldn't matter. Like long as and that's why I said financially it's not just it, because some people think that because they keep the lights on, I can just do whatever I want to on my free time and go hang out with the boys and act like I'm single and you should just be happy I show back up and I'm in I'm in the house. So I would say it's just like how they always say, like be his peace, like women want you to be her peace too. So like when stuff is happening, like Because when you're married, just from experience, all types of unexpected crap happens. Like you have in-laws that don't like you. My people probably may not like you. (laughs) You know, it's like it's you. Things happen. You lose people. You know, like things happen with your kids, just all types of stuff. And so it's like you don't want to be like in that situation. It's important to know like your man can also make sure that he's your strength at the time. I think that's the best way I can kind of put it. So it's not like everything, like me just being like, baby, it's okay, but we need that too. As far as for my security, for you to reassure me, like, it's okay, we got it. Have, again, sit down and have a plan. Like, I know you're thinking about things. And also about the future, because for women, we meet a man, when we're dating you, we are need thought about what our kids gonna look like, about like what tux you're wearing at the aisle, down the aisle. Like we're already envisioning just in the beginning, like what a future might look like with you. And we're always thinking ahead. So sometimes for you all, you aren't, I always mean this and being like, oh man, she's gonna look gorgeous in this dress I saw by Vera Wayne. Like that's not on your mind. So when you're married to someone, you want to know like they're kind of thinking ahead too. Like it's not just me looking about when we're old and retired. Like I know you care. So this kind of goes right into some of the stuff that Maceo speaks about uh, and it's spoken about before. I don't know what you want to chime in and add to the mix or question, but you know, you can pick up on that point, Maceo. Yeah. Um, so that's, it's funny that, um, when you, when you, you speak about, I guess the future or your, the way you project, you know, what the relationship will develop into <laughs> what marriage may look like the kids, and all of that. And and I will say that like most men, I mean, I've heard men say, well, you know, beyond the love at first sight, I've heard them say, well, you know, I knew she was going to be my wife, you know, as soon as I met her and stuff like that. And I'm not saying that that can't happen or that doesn't exist, but I don't think I've ever met anyone that I automatically knew that they were going to be my wife. I don't think anybody, um, you know, I guess captured me you know, it, so intent, intensely that I was just like, you know what, she's going to be my wife. Um, and I don't even think how you could, and, and it's, it, I don't even think you could really get to, even how, however long it takes to get to know a person, it's like, of all the things that a man may want in a woman, how could he say that about a person he just met? I'm thinking he, it's just a way to flatter her based on how she looks or something like that. But any kind of social interaction that you have with her, initially upon meeting her, to me, there's no way that you can seriously say, 
this is the person that I'm going to marry. Now, maybe after a date or two or something like that, depending on how the vibe is, and, you know, maybe it's just you speaking it into existence. I don't know. But um, so I've heard me and say that, but uh, that's about the extent of it. So, yeah, I, I've uh, definitely I think it's men. It's lust at first sight. I've definitely heard love is first sight from a lot of women, usually, you know. So, yeah, definitely. It's like, yeah, yeah it's, it's, I mean, yeah, it's definitely, you know, physical. But um, but. As a man, even when you're young and um, you think about when I'm young growing up, you know, like way we talked about this before, when little boys are young growing up, we talk about, you know, how we interact with one another, the toys we play with. And if we play in house, we pretty much mirror, you know, the behavior that we see or, the you know, the behavior of the environment that we grew up in. But a lot of times, if you're playing with, like, the girls in the hood, um, you know, cousins, family, they put you in the role of the man, you know, or the father or mm. whatever. But it just seems like little girls are groomed from a very young age with um, baby dolls. You mm -hmm. know, they te they're taught how to nurture. Uh, even when it comes to the, to the age where they're playing with, we'll say, the Barbie age, they're usually given a Barbie doll, but sooner or later, they're given the Ken doll. And then they, you know, they're given the car and the doll house. And it's just like, it's so many different, you know, influences. Um, I don't want to say imposed, but maybe I should that are, you know, opposed upon the little girl. Whereas the little boy, we get a cap gun, a dump truck and, you know, and well, now it's video games, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like little boy mm -hmm. toys and stuff like that, trains, race cars and all that. We're not really given anything to even give us, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's the foresight that you're talking about of yeah. what a family unit would look like or functioning as, you know, a member mm -hmm. of that family unit, even at a young age. You see what I'm saying? So I could see how you could say, you know what, when I meet a guy and this is what I'm thinking, you know, second date, three dates in, 30 days in, you know, how I see him, how I see us, kids and stuff like that, because it's like you've been living that your whole life. Exactly. And I would say even for me, going, coming from a very strong church background, <clears throat> that's something a lot of people that um, we're starting to get to that I grew up with. They pushed it a lot, even in the church that I grew up in, as far as we would have. Um, I remember having like events for young ladies where we were taught like how to have proper etiquette, how to like present ourselves, how to eat properly, how to have good manners. And all the boys had to know how to do was open up a doggone door. Like they didn't have like etiquette and all the other crap. And they always had like little talks about, oh, how to keep yourself and blah, blah, blah. But all the men were told was make sure you provide protect and provide. And it's like, okay. And they would say, you know, women just need to be loved and you need to get respect because you the head. And it's like, it's it's so much more to that. Like, you know, it's, it's so much more. It's, it's funny you say that because uh, I don't, I, I don't know any man that's taken an etiquette class. Um, I remember being taught how to use eating utensils, um, how to excuse myself from a, a table, any type of, um, you know, and then when it comes to interacting with women, any type of chivalrous acts and stuff like that, that came from primarily my father or my father and mother. But it was never, you know, I was never told, well, you know, you'll you'll 
we're going to put you in a class to show you, you know, the proper way to do this, to do that, to how to carry yourself, you know, in society and otherwise. And also, it's like, um, you know, when it came to the first point, wait, when you like had to ask a girl out either to a dance or on a date and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, I mean <laughs> you really didn't know. You know what I'm saying? You wait, really wait, didn't wait. Know how to say but, no. But, uh, but, you go out with me? I, all that, all that, like, baby face shit, that, that shit didn't fly. All that, you know, all that. That was before that, so all the All the R&B or asking my mom, the my mom's advice, you need a man's advice to know how to approach women, I believe. Like, a woman's advice on how to approach women is going to lead you astray. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, but, but to her Why, point, though? I mean, women are groomed. Women are groomed. We are inside of the home because you know women, the men, but but I'm saying most of the men are groomed by their parents, you but, know, or maybe an older sibling, yeah, yeah, the street. It may be like saying, women have the family yeah. structure and they also have you know sure. other you know entities and influences that say, okay, this is how you move, this is the way you conduct yourself in society. You know, cotillion dances, ain't they what they call cotillion dance? Yeah, I, I was a part of yeah, a cotillion, yeah, yeah, I was in a cotillion dance you know, myself. And, and, yeah, but, but you're the- that cotillion shit. Let me put it like this: that cotillion shit is not like you know. At, at seventeen, I couldn't have been like, "Hey, let's go out for ballroom dancing." That shit ain't flying. You know what I'm saying? You gotta. I think the the provision, the money thing, and I guess we can kind of get back to that question because mm-hmm. I think money does play a role in our society because money presents other options to be made uh, and choices to reach a a better quality of life. Not saying that money will open up all doors of access, but just here in our society, it'll make many doors of access easier to open. The challenge though is usually the more money you earn, the less time you have. So it's like, yes, the, the, the cost of the balance, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like you may be making $10 million, but then you got to have somebody else raise your kid. You know what I mean? And it, it, Or whatever, you know, you, you have less time to spend with family and everything like that. But when we think about money and provision and protection, I just, I just, as a man in observation, it's the same way like that I said, you got to look at men approach women. Uh, the dudes I know that that have access to more money uh, usually have uh, more options when it comes to the women they can choose. Whereas the guys I know with less money have less options with the women they can choose. So uh, it may not be everything, but it definitely is a gateway. I agree because I know that, I mean, honestly, from a woman, like if a man probably has, let's say he's making six figures or more and he not all that fine, you'll be a little bit more forgivable because <laughs> financial security. Can I just be transparent? I'm being transparent. Black and ugly as ever. However, I'm, I'm being transparent. Now for me, I say just a little ugly as far as I can go. I can't go full out ugly because my, my family can be vain, but a little ugly. <laughs> a little like a, ugly. A hint. A hint of ugly. But a I'm just saying that's ugly. what... <laughs> but that's why, honestly, when you see like men that look like they got their face rolled over by a car tire and they got like the baddest chick on their arm, 
and they're like celebrities or whatever else like that's why because if he was like an average blue collar worker they wouldn't be standing there more than likely that's yeah, just the truth was, if he was doing oil changes it'd be a tough, it'd be a tough <laughs> oil changes so yeah okay so so but but i guess it, the other end of that spectrum though is if he's an attractive guy doing oil changes have going on right you know, he may get he may get the piper down. He may get access to smash, but I don't think she's gonna take him. Like she's not she's not envisioning him in a tuxedo. That's all I'm yeah, saying. But, yes, she is. Just because he nah, is nah, 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 and whatever else. Yeah, it's gotta be. He's the main one leaning in on the car window, like yo, you know what I'm saying? So I'm when you done. Go and then she like, okay, well we can see. And then she ended up messing with the nigga, and then she say, you know what? I know he ain't no good, but uh hobo homosexuality, the homosexual. <laughs> I don't think women start considering that homosexual shit until they get like past thirty five, probably past the age that they. You know, I'm about to say after like you can probably have some kids. Like when you probably at that age. Like for me, I'm only thirty, so I'm not. And I think honestly, right now it's kind of hard, um, especially for some black women because we're actually the most educated group in America right now, and there's always that conversation about us going into like having career jobs or higher pay versus like our black man counterparts. And then most of them who have, like you said, most of them or men period that are successful, they have plenty of options and they don't have to be, they don't need to break their neck to make a choice right then and there. They have time. (laughs) So then it's like, it kind of, as a woman, you kind of like, okay, what you have to kind of choose what you want. Now for me, I've already had that life of, being taken care of and blah, blah, blah. But it was not, to be honest, like the happiest time of my life either. So mm-hmm. now I'm kind of in a headspace you where like, yes, fine. No, not oil change. But I will say I do look for, because I have a child to think of. So it's just like, I do... I do think financial stability is still important to me, but it's not everything because I want to be with someone that I actually enjoy and who's going to respect me. Now, at the end of the like day, you were controlled. Did you yes. Feel like well, you, you, she ready? felt. Wait, 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 wait. She. No, I'm and I mean, though. perception is reality, but that was her. You know, it, it's two sides to said story. We yeah, gonna yeah, say. No, but what I'm saying is, if we're talking about from a financial, pers- you know, perspective, mm-hmm. I'm saying. I'm asking, did she feel controlled? Did she feel limited? Not necessarily in terms of what she wanted to be in the world or in society in, in terms of career goals and things like that, but just being controlled in terms of what you can spend, what you have access to, uh, limited to what you could do. The classic, uh, yeah, yeah. You have to consider- There was, there was a lot of limitations. Cause honestly, like I said, my goal- Financial freedom. It was, be, my goal was to have a career. Like I'm, we got married right after I graduated college and I wanted a career, but the choice I was given was, well, I'm working on my career. So, and I want a family now. And if you don't, you know, if we don't have this family now, then we ain't going to get one. So I always want And that's the thing as a woman, you want one. So in my mind, it's like, well, I don't want to give up motherhood, you know? So I went ahead and, and had my son. I don't regret it. But, um, after that, when you have a kid into play and then you have, like you said, when you bring in an income, then you're working, you're gone a lot. So then we have a child involved and it has to be somebody needs to be home, you know, with the child. And we both can't be out here working and he's just 
being raised by somebody else. So I became a stay at home mother to be supportive of the whole family structure. But with that, when I got to a point, I wanted to have my turn of pursuing what I wanted to do. It was very difficult because he was so high up in corporate at that point. It wasn't a lot of broom for me to do that. So um, there was a lot of limitations. And too, like, like yeah, I, I think I got my own like, I got a little job or whatever. It's the first time I had my own little savings and stuff. So before then it was kind of like a, hey, I want to buy this. Is this cool? And as a grown person, I don't care if it is your husband or not. Kind of didn't sit right with me a lot of times. Like it okay, feels weird. I've, I've, I've had this discussion with women before, but we've also talked about it. It's, it's your money, my money, our money. It gets and told that does, it's your money. The, and how does that circle and cycle work? Uh, because yeah, it, it's like it can become it can become an interesting situation, especially with the your money and my money when we really involve the other characters at play, like family. Mm-hmm. As I think families get married when I when I really uh, you know, and they as do. families get married, sometimes you know you you may have play a different role in your family and how you support them with time and money, but usually mm-hmm. a both you know, versus somebody else. You know what I mean? If I'm, you know, scenarios like I always bring up, if if this was like your favorite cousin, he was like an older brother to you and he was looking out, he'd been in jail for 15 years and now he want to come home like Snoop on Baby Boy. If I'm married, that's that's going to be a tough go. I'm going to be like, yo, let's set cuz up. Let's set cuz up with like two months straight free apartment because <laughs> I do not want him in my dwelling. You know, but situations like that be happening all the damn time in our community, you know, and how you deal with it, how you manage um, what people always say, communication. And I think talking becomes just tougher as time goes on because, you know, this person and even in those situations, the more you know a person, communication becomes tougher because you just know so much about them, you know. So, like, even if the catalyst of putting myself in your uh, in that situation that you just spoke of, you know, if the kid is five, we've been married for five years, I'm thinking everything's cool. Everything's good. I'm growing in my business and everything, you know, I'm growing in my career and all of that. And now all of a sudden it's like, yo, I got this opportunity where my girl can plug me, but I got to be in DC for six months. And then it's like, damn, I didn't even know you was looking for opportunities. Where the fuck did this shit come from? You know what I'm saying? Like what's going on? Like I, I'm just, it, it, you know, the communication sometimes it, it'll it'll snap you just even from the inception of what those opportunities present themselves as. I think people forget too that it is true that the longer you're with someone, you do know them, but you also evolve as people in a relationship. Like I think people change every seven years, so sometimes like the way y'all started off, the time you get a couple years deep. And you go through different experiences because even if y'all go through them together, everyone, you can be in the same room and have the same event and everyone's going to feel it a different yeah, way yeah. and see it a different way. And even in a marriage, it changes you all in different ways, some for the good and some for the bad. And that kind of causes the communication rift, too, because y'all probably came in not seeing everything the same anyway. And um I think that was that's one big thing for us is like I grew into a different the woman I am now is not the same person I was when I was like 23. Okay, and I feel that I feel that but also 
with that, like we evolve. I definitely feel that seven year uh, thing, but sometimes certain events and certain things that make up your character, like I'm so married or I'm so committed to this is the image I have of you. It's hard to make that. Like if I like, you know, I got homies I ain't seen since, you know, since like the early 2000s or some shit. But certain shit they did is in my mind is like, oh, mm-hmm. that's my man that do that. So I don't know if he's the right person to do this. You know what I'm saying? That's true. So it, it's one of those things where like, uh, like here's a classic one that people know. You know, if anybody ever hit you up to be a part of any type of pyramid scheme before, in my mind, if you call me like, hey, man, you just got to join and get five other people and shit, mm-hmm. you are in my head. <laughs> Every time you call me now, well, I'm like, oh shit, this motherfucker here. I, I'm true. not thinking. I'm not thinking like, okay, one second, let me just hear out this full business opportunity. I'm thinking it was Amity last time, and it was vitamins, and what the fuck is this now? Prepaid legal, like that's true. No, it is true, and it, and especially I think when you look at, you think about like. You hold on to like those like honeymoon phases, like when you all were first fall in love and everybody was like at their best because you try to present yourself at the best and the strongest. And then it's like as time goes on, especially like when you want somebody face every day, you see everything like good, bad, ugly, <laughs> like all the hairs that grow in weird places you didn't know, like you you seeing everything at that point. And like you said, you kind of you still want to hold on to like that like that dreaminess you get. And I think especially for women, because we kind of come in and we're like, oh, he's so this and so that and the flowers and you just like grasp that, like that's how you want to see everything. So I think it's hard over time when like things you don't like come out, you feel, sometimes you can feel like a little bit betrayed. Like, where is this coming from? Because you just have in your mind, like, oh, they're just this person, like perfect person. And it's not like a lot of space. Sometimes we don't, not everyone, but some people don't leave a lot of space for people to understand, like, I'm marrying another human or I'm even dating another human and they're going to mess up. So within that, I kind of got to go to another one of those things. You said family is a catalyst for women. It's definitely a catalyst for men, too. So when you think people think about family and marriage uh, and and like starting a family, having children, um, that's one of those reasons but can you break that down a little bit, like in the mind of like how you looked at it, how your homegirls look at it? Like what's what's one of the things and does a woman's age play a difference in, in that, too? Because like if she gets married at 32, is she like, yo, we need to be having some of like we need to be on my cycle and all that. Like what? Please break down some of the family parts. So for a family, I mean, I think like Maceo has said perfect, like when you're a little girl, you get the baby dolls. Most of us don't get like a baby alive. So you you already changing diapers and, you know, feeding bottles. You might, the time you get a little bit older, are babysitting like your cousins or like the neighborhood kids. So when you start building up maternal instincts, like just, just off rip, like from a young age, it's just in your head. Um, if you can... You know, most people don't want to have a baby out of what they call out of wedlock. It's I think it's a it's not as bad now, but it still kind of can be a little stigma like, oh, you a baby mama, you didn't get no ring. You know, like like it's a worse thing behind it. So if you can get married and have a kid the right way, then it's preferred. Like I said, for me, I felt like an it was an accomplishment because my parents had me out of wedlock and 
just hearing, you know, how it was for my mom, they were just happy that I made it down the aisle and I didn't get pregnant at 21 and I got a degree first. Um, and just even and as you get older, like even me being 30, I'm like, I need to bust out a baby in the next two years. <laughs> Cause okay, so you- let's 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 snapshot that. Macy O's talked about this before. Okay. So if a woman's thinking I want to have a kid, yeah, like that age. I, I always think the ages of 27 to 35, you marry a woman like that, it's like kid, 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 kid. Like mm-hmm. what what is that kid thought process? How do you and your friends talk about that? Like what's the, you know? It's because our eggs are ticking, to be honest. Like biologically for us, like when you get to a certain age, you can be considered high risk just off top. So that's why a lot of times you'll see between like 27 and 35 where it's like, okay, I need to go ahead and get this done because you don't want to have a high risk pregnancy. Because if you're 40 having a baby, they're automatically like high risk. And it's a lot of other factors that come involved for us physically. So I think that's that's the biggest thing. And then nobody want to be an old mom. But I think really what you all don't realize is just is biologically first is we go to our OBGYN yearly. At least you should. When you're doing the checkup, that is a conversation when you start getting a little bit more up there. If you don't have kids, they're kind of looking at you like, hey, if you if you didn't, you know, if you're not having a baby, that's cool. But if you do want one, you may want to go ahead and do that because this is what you might be looking at if you keep waiting too long. Or, you know, um, even for me, <clears throat> just meeting, you know, just dating and stuff like that or getting to know men. Some women, when they get older, they meet men that have kids or whatever. Like the old, let's say they don't have any and you don't have any, but they'll like you yourself as a woman don't have any, but the man might already have a whole bunch of kids. So it's just kind of like a lot of different factors that go on in your mind. Like I got to go ahead and get one because if I don't, then I may not be able to give someone one. And then if you get older, some men that are older go for the younger kids because they want to start a kid. It's just a lot of different things. But I think the main one is just a biological factor that pregnancy is hard. Like I had my first one at 25 and it took me like half the year to come back. And some people, it doesn't happen to everybody, but it did for me. So it's just like getting older. You don't want to have all that on your like on your body because you don't really know what to expect with it. Um, And then I know that certain like genetic things can come into play if you're an older woman having kids like Down syndrome and things like that. And it is as a woman and a mother, you don't want to put your child in danger. So in our minds, it's like, let me be healthy and be a mom. Okay, and you got to understand the man's pressure point from that is like, damn, you know, I'm still trying to figure out if I got enough money and if I can support her. Now I got to support her and plus one. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, sometimes jokers are expensive. Yeah. And then you said, so when you said like six months bouncing back or, you know, like we don't even know what that looks like, what that feels like. I know it's mm-hmm. like postpartum dis- depression sometimes exists too. I had that. Uh, you know, uh, and I've had homeboys talk a little bit about that where you just like, uh, I guess I'm going to kick it with, you know, they show up a little bit more and they hanging out with their single dudes more. And it's like, shit, I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> it, Yeah, it's just, it's just a lot. When, because you look at it, like they, they literally will tell you when you go, like the older you get, they'll be like, oh, these are the risks. Like when my mom, I have like 20 years older than my youngest sister from my, on my mom's side, my mother was high risk the whole pregnancy and it was like hard on her because she was 40. 
And she didn't even know she was going to be getting pregnant. She thought she was about to hit menopause. And they're like, surprise, you're pregnant. And she was just like, and just seeing her go through that, I was like, oh, no. Like, if I don't have another baby by, like, 33, I'm done. And, like, all my other friends who are my age, we have kids, like, literally months apart. My other friends, the same thing. Like, I'm having my next baby in two years or, like, that's it. Like, I'm not having any conversation. Maceo. You you've talked about this before. Chime in a little bit because like she, you know, Chloe just gave some insight about the OBG OBGYN speaking about this. Uh, I just talked about like yeah, sometimes as a dude you feel like damn, it's gonna be some extra pressure. Chime in, Macy. Um, well, I mean, it definitely if if that's your window. I mean, if you're 30 now and you're looking to have another child in the next, we'll say three years. Um, or before I go. I guess further into that um, is that you would like to be pregnant by 33 and having, you know, soon to have the child or you, as opposed to starting, you know, a family or attempting to start a family at 33. So which, which is it? You want to be already pregnant and have had your, your child by 33, or you want to be starting on your child you know, by 33, that's it. Like, you know, so you'll be basically pregnant at 33, having it at 34. That would be fine with me, honestly. I think 35 would be like my actual like limit. Um, yeah, that would be like probably the cutoff for me, 35, because it just gets, I just can't see, honestly, for myself, like getting pregnant past that point and popping out a baby. I'm just not interested. I would just have the one I have <laughs> if that ends up being okay. being it. Um, but I wouldn't mind, like, as I guess being pregnant, I wouldn't need to have a baby in my arm by 33. But if I could be pregnant while in somewhere around that year of 33, I'd be content. Okay. So have you looked at it, I guess, through this lens? Okay, um, and, and and I guess you don't have to really say, but if you are seeing someone now, um, and depending on how serious you know the situation or relationship is, uh, you have maybe you say, I guess what is your cutoff? If you meet a guy and you start dating and things go well, for you know, uh, uh, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll let you put the time limit on it, but if you meet a person and things go well, what is the window that you would expect for him to propose or you guys to be engaged pending married? Like what, what, how many years is that? At least one or two. I'd say one maybe two. about so two. Like a two year max. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so right now at 30, maybe going on 31, you looking at right around the 33 mark. So everyone you dating now, you're dating with intent. Right. Yes. I'm guessing. Okay. Intent. I right. I only. I'm only dating for intent now. I don't really have a lot of leisure time to be playing. Okay. <laughs> so want so, to be married. So you are. Yeah. You're. You're on the topic and in the topic as well. You're like that yes. is your state of mind. Okay. Yes. Right. Okay. Now, but hold on. So now you're looking at. Uh. uh you know. I guess a two year window. So now have you have you found that it affects the dating pool in terms of the men? You know what I'm saying. The uh, I guess the the age range. Um, I don't know if you're willing to date someone, you know, ten. Do you find men, you know, we'll say seven to ten years your senior, there's more availability in the dating pool than maybe a man five years your junior. Yes. So I would say, in this time of my life, I find most men that are about 
that like you said about seven to ten year range uh-huh. are more so interested and most of them do want children which i thought was interesting okay hmm. um so, so well, does it is this like a topic that comes up like early on like is this said and I, let me give the story even with my mom and dad like uh on their second date my mom was very explicit with my dad like i'm out of a relationship that was real serious i'm looking to have children that is my goal moving forward with dating and that was like almost like two sentences into the conversation in their in their second date so i i use this example and i may have probably i'm sure i've said this before in the podcast because I know just knowing my dad and just knowing most men, a woman lead with some shit like that. It's changing and reframing the way I look at it, because Mm -hmm. usually when I engage a woman, I feel like it kind of is based on whatever my momentum is. She's kind of waiting on me to take the lead. Uh, Hey, what you doing? What you want to do It's it's rare. Something like that happens. I've had two women ask, uh, ask, would I father a child for them? And both mm. times, I was definitely flattered. I wasn't ready for that shit. And it threw me off like a motherfucker, you know. Uh, and I called Maceo both times. I was like, Maceo, <laughs> this what the fuck just happened? And he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. This is what you got to do. Da, 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 you know, so. Honestly, I don't, I've, most time get asked that question first. Um, because when they find out I have a kid already, and they'll say, well, how many, do you have kids? I'm like, yeah, I got one. Oh, well, would you want any more? And I'll say, yeah, I would love more. Then it turns into, well, how many do you want? Like, how many would you be willing to have? <laughs> Dang, not the Brady branches. That's what you're trying to insinuate. And I'll be like, maybe one or two. Like, did you have a number in your mind? Like, oh, yeah, you know, one or two would be cool. I always want to have some kids or whatever. Yeah, um, so that's normally what I find out is they'll ask me, do I want, do I want any more? Now, does that question typically come more from a man who has no kids or a man who has maybe one or two kids and would potentially like to have more? Because it seems like a man with no kids may put just as much pressure on a woman with no kids or one kid than he would a woman with multiple kids. You know what I'm saying? The same pressures that a woman saying, look, I w- the sense of urgency of getting married, I have this window. Dude with no kids, wanting kids may be like, look, is you trying to have any more kids? Because if you ain't, it is. Kid. It is. It's more so the men that probably never been married or divorced and never had kids. So most time it is the men who don't have kids. They really do want some for whatever reason in life. Like they'll be like, oh, I, I have my career. I have the house. I just don't have no kids and I don't have a wife. You know, I, I want to enjoy that. I want to have the whole family thing. The men that I meet who have kids, depending how many they have, like one of my friends, he'll tell you straight up, he's like, I'm not having no more. Like he has two. He's like, I'm done. And I was like, well, what if you meet, you know, a woman and she want kids? He's like, then she can, ad- we can adopt, but I'm not busting out anymore, <laughs> giving her anything else to have kids. Let me say that. Let me speak to that real quick. Please do. <laughs> I do not, first of all, I do not understand the logic because whether I impregnate you or we adopt, I still have the responsibility of rearing, raising, financially supporting everything that it encompasses that kid. That's what I told him. So is it better psychologically that I'm not attached, you know, that I can detach myself from somebody that I adopt? 
You know, I mean, it get into some weird, like, psychological <laughs> dynamics. You know what I'm saying? You think about it. Cause if, yeah, especially for a man. Oh, man I can see a woman. I can say I didn't get it either. He carries the child, but a man saying that, that, yeah, that shit don't make no sense to me. Unless I didn't get it either. I want some foster kid money or some shit like that. Like, we want to come up off the state or something. I don't know. We're only taking wards of the state. Nothing else. No, I don't, honest (laughs) to God, I don't, I don't know the logic for him, but other men that I've met that have like a couple of kids, some of them surprisingly, they would want another one because in their mind, the way that it's been explained to me from a few people is like, well, yeah, I have kids, but maybe they never been married to any of their children's mothers. So it's just kind mm-hmm. of like, well, this time I will be doing it right. And I will want to give my wife a child, you know, like from me. Right. Um, and then there's some that they have like three and they're like, nah, like you have one. I got three. That's four in the minivan. We're good. Like, I'm not, right. <laughs> I'm not having see, any more kids. And that's what I was speaking of before. You know, now if you, if they have three and you have one, but you want another, even though this man is everything that you want, if he if he has all of the you know the qualities characteristics etc in the man that you want in a husband, but he has three and you have one wanting more and he doesn't. I mean, what do you do then? I would be okay not having another one to be honest, because the way that I come from a family that's blended, like with my grandparents and things like that. I mean, given my grandpa gave my grandma twins after the fact, but just from different people, I would look at it like I'm not coming in. If I marry you, I have my one and that's three, but in my mind now I have four. Like whether I birth those three or not, I'm going to treat them like they're mine. So right. I would be cool with the fact like, I would treat like a decision if we have the four together and we're like, hey, like we can't, we're not doing another one. That's just how I would treat it. So I'd be content. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's not a, for me, that's not a deal breaker if a person says, well, I don't want anymore because I'm already a mom. And that's why I thought that the statement from the one guy you mentioned before about the adoption was so damn weird. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, (laughs) well, you know, I don't want to, you know, get you pregnant and we can have a kid, but I could sure as hell adopt. I mean, that's just weird. But I would also like to say quickly, it's like, you know, there was a time when I was dating, like a lot of people, they ask me, well, the question comes up, you know, why aren't you married or why, or have you ever been married? Why aren't you married? And all this other stuff. And it and it really has to do with timing. Me and Wade talked mm. about this in the last ep. Cause it's like, when my daughter got to a certain age, I said, okay, I have a window that I felt like I wasn't ready to start from scratch, so to say, from lack of a better expression, you know, start from zero um, I was like, okay, when my daughter reaches this age, 13, it's like, mm, I don't know if I want to start back over. Mm-hmm. Right? So what that did um, in the window when she was, we'll say six, seven, eight or whatever, from we'll say seven to 13 or six to 13, in that window, if I didn't meet anyone that I felt that I wanted to, you know, marry, uh, you know, it that determined. You know, I guess the, uh, the, the I guess the direction or the outcome of the relationship. So once, once I got beyond the, the the window of when I wanted to have kids, then it affected how young or how old the person was that I dated. Um, and I'm not talking about blended families because I'm definitely down with that. But I'm just talking about like I, I used to meet women that would be like, well, you know. Um, after I, I got to my cutoff, they would say, well, you know what? I still want to have my first kid. Mm. And then I would be like, okay, well, 
I would have to say, okay, well, you know, I'm not really sure if I want to have kids or I don't want to have kids. I need to let her know. And it got to a point where when my daughter got to that age, um, I let everyone know, just like Wade was saying, his mom let his pops know. I let everyone know up front and off rip, like, look, um, I'm not trying to have any more kids. Before we, you know, get into all the, you know, what's your favorite color and all the other kind of stuff we talk about. <laughs> You know, the likes and, you know, and all the other kind of stuff and, and relationships, because I didn't want to, one, never allow a woman her God given right to have kids, you know, to procreate. Now, if, if I wasn't ready, then OK. You know, if they still were, then I'm not probably not the guy you want to date or my uncertainty may be enough for you not to maybe date me. Because, like you said, if we looking at a maybe a, a year and a half to a two year window, before we get to the point that we're engaged, pending married, marriage or married, you know, that puts me even further beyond, you know, mm -hmm. the age that I want to be and maybe closer to your cutoff. So, I mean, that's why I was asking you, you know, before how it, how, you know, um, how it impacts the, the dating, the dating pool. and, yeah, and your selection. Like, how do you. So so I guess and then also in the wanting to marry because we were speaking general, but since you're in that space, what's your and you've been married before. What is the reason you you seek marriage? Like what are actually, what are your reasons? I actually um, I actually enjoy marriage. And I think that even if you don't have the best experience with your first one it shouldn't deter you from like, I don't think in my mind, like, Oh, all men are this way, or it's going to be like that no matter who I'm with. And then I always am a believer. Like you should get what you want in life. Like some people don't want to be married. So they just don't. And then there's people like me. I do enjoy marriage. I don't, I don't need it for like validation or any of those things at that point. Um, but just to have like that commitment with someone, uh, just growing up and seeing like beautiful marriages around me, like that's just something that I would want for my life, honestly. Um, and I think that when you have the right person who's, you know, you guys are like minded as far as what you want and how you handle things or willing to stick it out, um, it can be a good thing. So mm. I would love, that's why for me, I would love to get married again, like with the right person. You know, for me, and I like what Maceo said because I have honestly, I teeter totter if I wanted more kids at first. Like when you get go through a divorce, like you have to start asking yourself, like, what do I want my next to look like? Like, what do I want? So I was like, man, I told my family, like, I don't know if I'm popping any more kids because my son's five, but he's very independent and he's smart and he's actually a gifted child. So a lot of work goes into his academics and then he dresses himself. He doesn't need too much supervision. And I'm like, do I want to start from ground zero changing diapers? Because I breastfed for two years. I'm like, do I want to do this again? Or just enjoy the fact like as he gets older, he needs less of me <laughs> and just kind of, you know, but I always want a little girl. So that's why I said if I met a man who's like, hey, you know, I love you. I'm down with the whole stepdad thing, but I don't want one. Like, I'm cool with just the one you got. I, hold, I would be fine. Honestly, I would be like, OK, because I'm used to him anyway. <laughs> you know, I'm used to just me and him anyway. So. But do you ever get like sometimes women say, like, do you ever get like mommy fever? Like, do you ever yes. go to a. Uh, like, like baby the baby fever. Yes. Sometimes my ovaries cry on social media because people been popping out babies. Um, my twin sister had my nephew last November and he's just curly chocolate perfection. 
And so when I see like these cute babies, I'm like, oh, I want one. Like, but then I kind of like, I bring myself back like, but Chloe, you remember all the sleepless nights? Remember all the diaper changes? Remember like this? And remember they had to learn how to walk and just, you know, like all the mini heart attacks. Girl, do you really want to go through that? I'm like, "Mm." so like even my dad's at a point where he told my sister like y'all might have to give me my granddaughter because chloe don't look (laughs) she don't look too sure right now like she might not give me another one the rate she's going so yeah but we all get baby fever how can you you all don't get baby fever you don't see the cute faces and y'all don't go oh like i would love to have like a little no I can't speak for other men, but I look at like like even Maceo, and I mean I know this is definitely a different situation because it's Dakota, it's his it's his grand granddaughter. But I, I look at it and I'm like, yo, that's dope. But I I don't think to myself like, oh man, I want to be in that position. I, I just think I think that's beautiful that life is existing. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like a beautiful sunrise or something. But I don't know. <laughs> I'll say this though. Uh, now, I don't know how you feel about that, Chloe, but it, it, it's like this. I was, as I, as I look back on my life, having a child at a younger, I won't say like a yeah, young or younger age, the fact that I'm still young enough to enjoy yep. my, to have a grandchild where I could still have kids and not look all weird, not next to them or carrying them. You know what I'm saying? You know how people be so old. They'd be like, oh, is that your grandbaby? Like, no, I'm you might not. Daughter. You know what I'm saying? So, but I'm just saying like, I get to, luckily I get to relive some of the same things. Mm-hmm. The fact that I have a granddaughter and I had a daughter. So it's like reliving it twice. It'd be different. I don't know how it would be if I had a grandson, but just reliving some of the same, you know, some of the same memories and, and, and experiences. It's it's great. But um, so so I, I could I don't necessarily have the fever because whenever I get the, you know, the itch or the urge I, 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 and get reflective, I can always plug in with the granddaughter and be like, oh, look at that. Oh, you're doing how to oh, look at you. Just, you know, you're learning how to walk and you're learning how to do this and you're learning how to do that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, yeah, from from like Way said, from his perspective, he doesn't know anybody. And from my perspective with the grandchild, yeah, I can just plug in with her when I get that little feeling like, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Yeah. Like speaking from my homeboys that want children that don't have them, I think they see it more like as a legacy play. They see it. It is. You know, now that's that's one thing I do think about. It's like, you know, I'm uh especially knowing in the black community, I'm I'm uh I'm a black man mm-hmm. with some wisdom, some knowledge I could share. Uh, I come from a, a, a family and a tradition of a lot of entrepreneurs. Uh, my parents, before my mom passed, were together about 40 years. Like, So it is like a strong trust of like, it's some resources where a child, if I were to have a child, I'd be able to give some resources that I usually don't see given to a lot of black children. So it's like a, like a legacy play. I think more than anything else right now, like in the abstract, you know what I'm saying? Mm. It definitely be way more like from a perspective, like she wants to have 
my kid, you know? So like now I'm more in a position with uh, so much business, my life and business flow hand in hand. So I think I'm at a point where definitely, I don't think it's ever a perfect time to have a child per se, but I am a little bit more established uh, in business where, you know, taking on some of those responsibilities, I'd be able to take on. So it's not as scary as like, oh shit, she late. Like, oh man, now we gotta go get a pregnancy test. And it, you know, it ain't, this, it ain't that, see, it ain't that, you know. But wait, though, this is the thing though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you was like, you know, I gotta step up and handle handle my mm-hmm. responsibility. Like, you know, yeah. like, lean on me and shit. Like, yeah, yeah, it's you, like. Joe Park ain't talking about you because you don't know how to handle your responsibility. Like, you like dresser and, uh, yeah, dresser and, yeah, uh, like your five heartbeat. up money. <laughs> I'm yeah. you the crumbled up money in the alley, like, yo, man. Or crumbled up money in the, in the not in the alley, but uh, in the, in the uh, hotel, you know, hallway no, no, no. Hotel you know hallway. <laughs> be like, here, man. Just Instead of buying dope, you're going to be like, here you go. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Be like, yo, I got to lead the tour. But yo. <laughs> I'm deceased. Deceased. <laughs> but yo, man, so like, but this is the thing, though. Mm-hmm. I know, I mean, knowing you per- personally, I do think, well, I feel that you definitely want to be married first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely want, I mean, I'm, that's the other thing too. I mean, I hit a point where, you know, I'm 38 now. I'm I'm grown as hell to have a baby mama. At this point in time, like I think as a dude, Nigga. as a man, I mean, you kept pressing. You you kept you you kept that in my head like me and Maceo like this is my brother for real. Like I've known him for 20 years. So like ever since I known him, he was like you do not want a baby mama. When I turned 30, he really started pressing that shit for me. You know, yeah. so now I didn't ever have no baby ball. That's I don't want y'all to think. Like, I know, but like, I got one, nigga. I got one. You and what one? No, it was never, ever, ever. No, it wasn't ever. from that like, perspective. Right. It was from the perspective yeah. of you don't want a baby mama with the whole adage of like co-parenting and baby mama and is two totally different things. And that's really usually when I think about a woman with a child, that's the quote unquote red flag. It's the baby daddy and his family and what's going on. It can be yeah. a lot. I can it it can be and I think like even from like my ex that's something for his family where they were like oh he must really be serious about you because all the women he dated before were kept trying to have babies but then like he's the baby out of like 12 siblings on his dad's side and he's the youngest out of three on his mom so everyone kept asking him like when are you having like when I met him he was 27 he's like they keep asking me when I'm having a kid but I want to get married first like I want to get married first so when we got married like I said we had our son very early into the game but he was intentional about that like his whole life because he was just dead set on like I want to have a wife when I have this baby like I don't want Scarface he was like Scarface yeah, he's like, I, I gotta have, I gotta be married when I have this baby. Basically. What? Like, Tony, huh? Can you hear that? The static? Nah, mm. I don't hear that. You tripping. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I don't hear it though. But I, I think, um, I do think that uh, the, that, that family dynamic now I'm hearing double. You must have took the echo off. But that family dynamic of when you want to have a child, 
plays a big role in the decision making. So how do you cipher through beyond like I mean in dating? Excuse me, in dating, just saying I want to find somebody I like. Cause like, do you go to a second layer of like, okay, I like them. I mm. like this person and I think they have husband qualities. And then it's like, I like them. They have husband qualities and father qualities. Like what are the, what's the, you know what I'm saying? Like what's your, what's the moved, process? So for me now, because I'm a single mama is, it's a lot different than when I was like in my college days naturally. So it is like a little bit of a step because I lose interest very quickly with people. I have a very short attention span. So it's like, if you're boring, you can't, you texted me to death, I'm gone. Like if you watch you doing me to death, I'm definitely about to be gone. So it's uh, in the beginning for me, it's like, can I have like a conversation with you and I'm not rolling my eyes and they about to make me go blind. Cause I already can't see as is, I wear contacts. So I was just like, it starts off there. Then I see, <laughs> then I'm, you know, then I can see like, are we consistent in the conversation? Because I want to get to know you. So it's like, if you know, you're ghosting me and I'll hear from you for like two months and then you pop up like, hey, beautiful, how you doing? Nothing. I'm not talking to you. Like I'm texting you back at this point. Like, who is this? Because I've deleted you and everything. Mm. So it's so it starts off that. And these are these young ones, too. Honestly, I like men that are older. I'm not going to. Y'all come right for some, y'all come a lot more correct to me, but it's like, let me start off. Like, can I be, can you engage me in a conversation? Like I love to like people I can laugh with and, you know, be free, not feeling uptight. So then if I have an interest, you maybe go, Hmm. Then it starts being like, well, can I see myself with this person? Or because people you click with, everybody you click with isn't meant to be, somebody that you're like attracted to in a relationship. Sometimes it's just a platonic chemistry um, or you're meant to come across that person for something different. So I'll look at it like, why am I crossing your path? You know, are you a friend? Cause I've met somebody we're like, oh, you know, that's just the homie. Like we thought maybe we we're gonna be interested, but it's not. And if I see it is a legit chemistry and interest, then that's when I start looking at, could this be someone I would want around my son? Because in my mind, if I'm dating you with the intent to marry you, then you're going to be an example for my son because you're going to be in the house with him. So now I have to consider the the proclivities, like the things that you have going on, the behavior you have. Is that something I want my child to pick up on? Because I'm raising my son's going to be a man. So how are you going to influence him as a man growing up? What is he going to pick up from you? Because as a woman, I didn't pick up the things from my stepdad as, of course, like behavior. But it did shape the way of how I dated, like type of men that I dated early on. And it was not good because it was like my stepdad was good on bringing the money in. You know, he spoiled us. But the respect for my mother wasn't necessarily there. And he ran the streets. So when I got older, I was all into the ones like in the street, you know, dealing with that nonsense, different chicks and stuff like that in the games. But they spoke. But right. But they spoiled me like. Yeah. So it's just like I so I think of that like I want my son. What type of example would you set for my son? Like would I want my son to grow up and be anything like you? Because, again, you're going to be around him more than his dad at this point because you're in the house with him every day. Mm -hmm. So that's the process I go through right now. Hmm. So that that vetting process. And then at that point, because you already have a child, then it's like, okay, well, I would want to welcome 
another child in this mix too. So okay, mm-hmm. so that's a that those are steps in the vetting process. So mm-hmm. you may not even go on a date with a guy till early on. I mean, till a while after you've already established like a bond and connection. Because usually, just in general rule, as a guy, I don't know how the hell I feel about shit now, but usually <laughs> it would be like, let's try to see what's up. Let's let's go out. Let's meet. Let's be in person. Because I assume you like me the most that you're going to like me. Like the beginning for a guy is very important. Like I, my charm, your space is my, killing uh, me right now. My charm, my uh, uh, I got to offer. Let's let's let me put my best pitch out there because the more that we talk, we communicate, and we're not in person and shit, is is more time to to fuck shit up. You can you can not like me because of you know the, I, I left you on hold too damn long or some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Whereas if we was in person, I could you know body language. You know maybe I I, I don't say nothing for a second. I look at you. I, I, I you know what I'm saying? Like I you know I got I got more more of my essence can be shown. I'm taking you to a place that I know. Uh, I was able to wear, you know, you can see me. I'm, I'm dressed up. I, uh, I introduce you to other people. I introduce you to some new food or, or, or something else. Like, are you like, like, is your vetting process almost like we on like some phone shit for 45 days and then mm-hmm. it's like, okay, mm-hmm. you, you've green lit to take me out. So, right. So for me, I go off of, I always trust my gut. So there's some people that like, I don't like if a guy, all he does is text me, but he will never call me. Like that's like weird to me. So most of the time I like fall back. Cause I'm like, that's strange. You don't want to um, be a problem Right. And that's like a red flag to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I call you. You can't pick up the phone. Why? You can't ever call on the video. Why? Why can't why can't you do that? Like I have one guy and he he will always like he would text me all day while he was at work. But then it's like after work, ghost crickets like and I told him, I said, you move like you got somebody. He's like, why? No, it's not that I got my kids. I'm like, bro. Miss me with that. Like, that's that's weird. So you're telling me that while you're at work, you can text me nonstop at work while you're doing your job, taking call after call after call. But on your downtime where you're not off, you're not at work, you can't pick up your phone. That's weird. <laughs> and I I don't want to find out your situation on why you can't pick up that phone. I'm good. So but if I do feel like a good connection with somebody and I don't think they're crazy and I don't have to block you, then yeah, I'm cool with making plans. But I don't like to be rushed. Like, it's all how you present. Now, some of the ones more like in their young 30s, a lot of them would be like, oh, what you want to do? You'll never see me. Like, I'm more of a type of person like, hey, I would love to take you out on Saturday. Are you available around seven? I know a good place where we can go get drinks. Here's what it's called. Like, are you free? Like, that's it. That's asking me on a date. But being like, oh, like, can you, can I get some time? Can you? Like, what time are you trying to get the time? I don't know. No. Like, <laughs> no. You know what? So I'm I just perf- going to be devil's advocate right quick. Okay. Because I'm guilty of it. Sometimes, depending on how you feeling, how the person look, and all of that, people can get away with a lot of shit. I'm just going to say that. So you think somebody fine could get away with that? Maybe not consistently, but you know, no, not even no, no, because I had someone who is very attractive and I know he ghosted me and I was gone. 
Like I was like, oh, a man, that's different. But no, even that, I've had guys that are attractive. I don't like that because I have one guy literally is. I can probably put on the calendar where I know he when he's about to pop up on my Instagram. It is to the point oh, where it's like, hey, when we when can we go out? And it got yeah, so I'm close to where we were planning on going out, and I didn't hear from him again. And I'm like, bro. But I'm not talking about the people who are, you know, behaving like that or people who are inconsistent. You know, people who plug in and unplug, plug in and unplug. I'm talking about somebody that you maybe interact with on the um, on the regular. And so I'm talking about somebody, like I said, somebody that you like. Okay. Somebody that you like. So you have something established. You look forward to talking to them. You look forward to, you know, interacting with them in whatever capacity. And they are attractive. I'm just saying, when I met Devil's Advocate, it's just like sometimes because of how we're feeling someone, that we allow them to maybe have a little bit more leeway, wiggle room than you would somebody else who may have to work a little harder. And I say I'm guilty of it. That you know, might be fair. Like, like the guilt, like the cute face and the, and, the, and the body or whatever from a man's perspective, you know, you may allow her now, they, I'm not talking about disrespect, where they be like, oh, you know, shut the fuck up. And you be like, <laughs> you silly, boy. Don't be saying that. But for instance, and I know I don't try to go left with the topic, but look, Wade, you know what I'm talking about. A dude that you feeling, prime example, 12 o'clock at night. Okay. A dude that you feeling can call you or, you know, hit you with the text, what up, what you doing? And you'll be like, oh, shit, okay. Um, I don't know, just laying here. Um, all right, well, I'm about to fall through. And you'll be like, okay, hold <laughs> on, give me a minute, right? A dude that's maybe consistent and everything else, but you're not feeling them, hit you up at 12 o'clock, hey, what's up? Just want to see you right. what you're doing. You'll be like, don't call my house. Don't text my house at 12 o'clock. That's so disrespectful. My son is right here and he, <laughs> and he heard the phone. Now I got to worry about this. What kind of, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying like. No, but you're right. So I agree with you on that. There is a little bit of a difference of tolerance that you can um you can have because i ha- i have been that person where it's kind of like someone you i kind of you know and then it's like i'm like uh, excuse you i'm recording bye and i'll be <laughs> my child and because he's like he'll get like that like my mom been missing but it'll but it'll be like that and i'm like kind of get that eye roll like i shouldn't even answer him but then you be like being thirsty to get it so you'll be like okay well hey what you doing where you sleeping you ripen the crust out your eye no i'm not asleep can i i'm not asleep can i call you real quick like let me get some water hey And yeah, another guy, you'll see it and you'll be going to bed like, I'm going to bed. What's wrong with him next day? Like, I was asleep. Why were you up so late? You know, I have work in the morning. Yeah, so that is true. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes that translates into some of the things that we allow people to get away with in the initial, you know, dating and betting stages, you know, betting period or betting stage, you know, that we were talking about. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely agree. I mean, I think. So it's this is you know as we as we getting closer to a close anyway, uh, but it, this is definitely a little bit not as like formalized as the other list and everything because basically the lists are the same. It's just more so the vetting process and how it's looking at is different. Uh, and then I do have to ask this question because this is something women always say. It used to get under my skin. 
<laughs> but kind of with what you said definitely brings up the topic of I don't want a nigga wasting my time. I gotta present that. What does that mean? Is it ever really time wasted? And I'm, I know I'm sounding like nigga wasting time even asking the question. But we we both adults. <laughs> we both we went down this path. Especially nothing was explicitly said about what was expected. What's what does that mean? I, I want you to break that down if you've ever felt that way, or like give a give a like uh, your representative self of women. Because that is a phrase women say. I ain't wasting my motherfucking time. This nigga wasting my time. A waste of time to me is like if, like, just how your mom, you said, like, two sentences in, she was like, look, this is what I want. The end. So I think for women, it's to the point, like, if I've talked to you long enough and I've made it crystal clear what I'm after and you know, Okay. But you know, like you're selfishly like still disengaging with me, knowing doggone well that um, and y'all have to excuse him. Yeah, he is a Look, I ain't gonna marry you. <laughs> but you know what? That's a good test. But it, but it's that's just what it is. It's like if I if I let you know a friend like, hey, I'm I'm dating. I'm looking to get married. I want more kids. And if you know in your mind that that's not what you want, but you kind of go on with it because you think I'm you know I'm attractive or you like me or something. You know they don't really they know they really not. They don't want what you want, but they don't really want to see you with somebody else selfishly. And then it comes to a head and then I find out. And I've had that situation where I had someone that I, you know, I dated in the past and we we go way back. Like we came up together and he was just like, oh, well, I still love you. And I was just like, OK, let's see where it goes. And, I'm, and I was up front like this is what I'm looking for, blah, blah, blah. And then I was but he told me, like, I don't. I've never planned on being a stepdad. So I said, well, if you don't want to be a stepdad, then you shouldn't date somebody with a child. Like, that doesn't make sense. So I was like, you know, we can be cool. But then it turned into, oh, I thought about it. And how people love to say, I prayed about it. I, I did some deep soul searching. And I know that I can. And I and I kept testing it like, hey, I, you know, like something's still not feeling right about it to me. I don't really think that's what you want to do. But you're you keep reassuring me like you just need to trust me, blah, blah. Just t- tell me in the end, like, oh, I, I just can't see it. OK, you ain't wasting my time. Like you wasted my time. And I'm like, and if I told you, let's shake hands and call it because you don't need to be a stepdad if you don't want to because that's fine i don't have a problem with people who don't want to take someone else's child on that is a you know that's the thing so i was just like why you just take the olive branch and step off and it's like well because i because i wanted you that's dumb okay now with that with that being said I guess that's a different circumstance because usually it kind of goes by like what I said. It's like as a man, I set the pace and it's rarely explicitly said what you're looking for. I've yet. I don't know. Maceo, you can speak up, but yeah. I, I've I've I don't think I've ever had a woman say I've had women speak like. Like in uh, do I want to say in theory or do I want to say like but like women speak like from a general standpoint, like I want to be married and I want to have a child. But I've never had a woman say I'm looking to be married in the next, you know, two, three years. 
I, I don't think I've ever had that presented to me. I don't think anyone's ever going to give a timeline. Like, I don't think I've ever said, hey, I need to be married, like, in three years. I need to be married in this time period. It's more like, hey, I am, especially because of getting divorced, people ask, like, oh, would you want to get remarried? So it's more of me saying, hey, like, I do want to get remarried. I do want to have kids. I don't ever put, like, a time on it because I'm in a space where I understand, like, Life happens the way it's going to happen. So even though in my mind, I may want it into like this time frame, it may take four right. years or five years yes, to get there. And I have to be flexible with that. And I could be that one of them dudes wasting your time because you could forget <laughs> that and I would be, I interpret what you just said as like, okay, she want to be married and I'm not like, I'm not, uh, you know, Jerry Stackhouse didn't get a ring with the Pistons. But he got on to the Eastern Conference Finals. You know what I'm saying? I may be your Eastern Conference Finals dude. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we ain't going to get the ring. We may we may have a yeah, good playoff see, run. You know what I'm saying? See, that's the thing, too, though, Wade. It's funny that you say that because a lot of times, like you said, I've had, I've had a few, you know, women in my lifetime present me with, you know, the whole... I don't want to, it sounded like an ultimatum at the time, but it was like, look, this is what I want. And this is, you know, the window that I expect for this to happen. I'd have had people change up on me and say stuff like, well, um, if this and that and the other doesn't pop off in the next couple of years, I'm bouncing out of Michigan or I'm bouncing, you know, and going mm-hmm. to such and such and live here and move here. And then I'm just like, well, damn, I mean, what if something do pop off later on and I, I got to chase you across the country and stuff like that. But, um, I do understand that there shouldn't be hard, you know, hard deadlines. Deadlines, yeah. yeah. Deadlines and hard dates, you know, that um, determine when you want to, I guess, be in, in a certain type of relationship or accomplish a goal or anything else. I think it's something that you have to speak up about to um, to give people some semblance of uh, expectation. But 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 people would just be out here just fucking off and fucking yeah yeah, because because usually it's in the it's usually in the guy's perspective it's like so you know it's like I got time to fuck around with the fucker yeah so like so like kind of like how how sexy is on our side like in my mind I've never I've never told a woman like yo I expect to be smashing in four dates but (laughs) in my mind because if you did she'll be like. You already know what that would lead to, but yeah. Exactly. But in my mind, it's like, okay, in society, I assume four dates in, you know, I mean, something should be cracking. A a window of physicality should have presented itself if we like each other. And if it hasn't, (laughs) I assume she ain't feeling me or she with somebody else or whatever. Like, now I'm working the mental gymnastics. That's why I think if a woman, I don't even know if it's ultimatum as much as like kind of in the method of how my mom did it. If you if you present your, the earlier you present your window, the better. Because yeah, it does present more as an ultimatum if we've been kicking it for a year and then all of a sudden you say, uh, "I expect to be married in two years." Whereas if you lead with, "I think I'll be married," I, I'm, I would like to be married in the next three years. If a woman says some shit like that to me, I, I would definitely it would, it would uh, recharacterize the way that I deal with her because now I'm no longer driving, I, like. It ain't I'll just ask. where I'm coming from. I'll ask. I'll ask, like, where do you see yourself in five years? 
Yes. And if the man says, oh, I want to be in, if marriage isn't in that five years, then I'm going to start asking some other questions. Like, well, I thought you said you want to get married. Okay, let's, so wait, wait, wait. let's role play that. Let's role play that. Okay. You, you asking me the questions and I'll give you what I think I would say. Okay. So then I would say, well, where do you, you see yourself? With that. Where, where do, do I you see yourself in five and where do you see yourself in the next five years? Okay. Next five years. I mean, the way things are growing with my business, I, I, I think that things will be more stable there. I'm going to make some more improvements to my house. Uh, you know, I want to play a stronger role with my family. Uh, I want to be more of a support system, even for my nephew. Uh, when he visits, I really want to set up the other flat in my house where, you know, if one of my elders needs to stay with me, they can stay with me and uh, expand, maybe look at, you know, doing some business in other places. You know, I got family in Cleveland. I've been thinking about doing more stuff there. That's that's what I'm looking at in my next five years. I actually got a list of goals for it. Now, hold on. Before she answers, I want to say this, because I'll be the conscious. For both of y'all, I'm gonna just plug in. <laughs> now, wait, okay. before she answers. Okay. Yeah. She let you answer that however you wanted yeah, to answer yes. it, right? And yeah, she gave me free wheel. Right. Okay, now you go. Okay, so do you see marriage or kids anywhere in there in the next That's five what years? You, wrong. you can't say that. <laughs> Okay, now let me. No, Chloe, you can't. That's why, I, why, that's why I'm glad I'm where I'm at. Because well, you I'm glad you're telling me so you can get me together, Maceo. So why can't I not? Money. You just gave him the bail money. You can't nah. How? Bail to answer. Now, now, let me say oh, what I will say. Now, wait, hold on, wait, hold on. Let me play this and then y'all can go again. This is what you did, Chloe. You shot him some bail money because you just gave him a. a the question he answered however he wanted and you did not interrupt him now you then you said well you don't see yourself married now what he hears is man he translates that to okay marriage is important then he's going to fix his answer and say well <laughs> now that you mention it or now well i can see myself married if blah 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 and so now you going okay mm. see what i mean I, well it's because most that, people I, I, and, I, and I've been given. So we're going to continue this whole role no, play like we at the bar or, or on a date. So, so I want to ask wait, 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 no, no, no. Let me give you what I'm going to say. Let me give you exactly what I'm going to say to that. Wait, hold on, wait. Let her ask you. Chloe, ask him. Okay. And then Wade going to answer. Go ahead, Chloe. Okay. So do your so in that five years, like you mentioned your business and everything like that, do you see marriage or kids or... See, it's hard to think from that perspective because right now I'm single. So, I mean, I have to be in that situation. <laughs> but definitely if I meet a woman that I feel like has the qualities, uh, understands where I come from and, you know, uh, what's growing with my business and is supportive of that and I can be supportive of what she's doing and where she's at in life, hell yeah, we definitely going to do that. Okay, pause. Now, what women sit here is, is okay, if I think I'm a great woman. I think I'm marriage material. Why wouldn't he want to be with me? You know what? Yeah, you know, shit. He just don't know what kind of woman I am. So you know what? He gonna probably, yeah. All right, yeah. So go ahead and answer. Okay. Go ahead, Chloe. Oh, it's me. Oh, well, I just want to say real quick before. So like that is true to an extent. But like when I ask that, it's just for me a preliminary thing to see if a person's interested in marriage because everybody doesn't. Some people are just cool with like 
being with someone forever till they die. So that's just for me to try to see if you you would. But anyway, okay. Well, I think that's a good answer um, to have. And I understand why, you know, you being single, but you definitely, you know, that's a good explanation. So would you, I guess, would you want kids? Cause you're a little bit older. <laughs> I uh, honestly, I've asked, I do you want to have kids at this age? You see, I can role play this because I've had this discussion before. Right. Okay. Well, I'm telling you from both perspectives. Yeah, he is, is he Maceo is basically decoding it yes. for you and speak he's interpreting it way more plain and not in man attraction yeah. talk. You know, I got like it. It, it's yeah. like because basically, yes, you're right. If you're already sort of attracted to me, which you probably are, because we out, you probably seeing yourself as like I fit the role of that candidate. Everything Whereas in reality, before, it could just be like, yo, I still kind of like I like mm-hmm. you, I like hanging out with you, I want to smash. I'm not thinking you are not the woman that I see wife qualities in, you know. But I, you, you're, you're, you're available on a Friday. I, I like spending time with you. You like you know, where I want to roll out to or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So like it, it's, it's a different layer in that, in that discussion. So my next point, would you say like, would I have kids? And it's like, well, you know, at, to, you know, now, especially like, to be honest, I, I, I think I'm, you know, I, I wasn't stable enough for children. I put a lot of time investing in my business and everything. Whereas now I think I'm finally opening up and getting to that point where I, the resources and time exist where I could be very present uh, and support a family because I, a, a child, I'm not just looking to have a, a child. I would like to be married with a child, not just have a child. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of goes back to the right woman, you know? So, so that's what I'm saying. So Chloe, what, what you, the way you responded initially, like I said, was okay. You, you, you kind of shouting to bail money. And then he answered his answer. Didn't necessarily change. It just went into more depth and detail. Now, had you not mentioned marriage, do you think he would have brought marriage up? Even if the conversation continued, he probably wouldn't have. I was about to say right? that day, no. And that's why I bring it up if I don't hear it, because I know like it's probably not going to come up, at least not that day. Like it might be like some time from then where he may hint at it or bring it up, or I will have to ask later. Right. So after hearing his answer, so you say, like I said, well, you are definitely marriage material. And like we discussed the window before the next, you know, two, especially, but maybe the next five hard cutoff is 35 for show for show. But we looking at the next two to three. You want to be, you know, married and with kid or trying to work on adding another child to the family. So wait, wait, we forgot. We forgot. Let me give y'all. Let me give you a cheat code, Chloe. And I'm I'm fucking up the game for probably a lot of niggas with this. Not really. What? Niggas <laughs> think they know everything anyway. You know Good point. <laughs> uh, what are those traits you're looking for in a mother and a wife? That's what we should ask. Hell yeah. Oh, I'm about Absolutely. to text some folk. <laughs> I'm about to ask. That's a good question, though. You know, I don't think we even think to ask that because the ego makes y'all think 
We got it. I'm gonna be able to present and show. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But by asking that, it by asking that, you are really kind of getting more concretely, you know what I'm saying? It's almost like when you it's like if you're in a job interview, it's like, okay, so what qualifications are you looking for exactly? And then you can be like, well, I have this certification, that certification, da, 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 instead of just being like, I'm a great employee, you know, and you thinking in your mind, I'm a great employee. It's like, no, nah, let's get this out in the open. What are those traits? I'm going to tell you this, too, to add to that. Do not, like he said, allow them to itemize. Do not allow them to generalize. That's number one. Number two is don't allow them to compare to, to give you an answer like, well, you know, somebody like my mom. My, my mama, yeah, yeah. Because it's like, what exactly about your mama, nigga? It's that that you want to know. Yep. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, itemize, itemize. So is it like- tell you everything about everything, what do you want in the car? Oh, if I get a car, I want, the niggas know when they buy a car, they want power with this, power that, this, that, and the other. They not they already know that off rip. So if, if it's somebody you want to be in a, you know, marriage uh, with a marriage with, you know, a lifelong commitment, you ought to know exactly. It should be like, oh shit, I couldn't wait to tell you this. But it, you know it's crazy. Like, oh shit, do I measure up? He said shit should be so dope. His list, you should be like, mm. now and, and and let me say this too. And by and by doing that, it kind of crystallizes like that situation you just talked about. Because if a guy says, I don't see being a stepdad or whatever, like, you know, it it, it really paints the picture in detail. Mm-hmm. And then if he doesn't have answers for that, clearly he was bullshitting anyway. Yep. And I think it's what's interesting me hearing y'all tell me that is because a lot of times men will ask us that like what do you what type of man what do you want in your man like what type of man do you want half the time i don't answer because my dad told me don't do that because men will pretend to fit the bill and then be on that bull crap like after the fact i'm gonna tell you this i said this quickly to your exact statement i i posted this um in one of my uh midday messages and it came up in my memory the other day i said and i'm just kind of paraphrasing it was something like Pay attention. It, it, I was describing a, a, a date type of, uh, you know, experience or scenario. And I said, pay attention to the questions that people don't ask more than the questions that you ask, because a person can be prepared for the questions that they think you may ask. And I know that may sound confusing, but think about it. You know what I'm saying? It's like if I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm on a date with you. You know, yeah. listen, pay more attention to the questions that I ask you, and that should give you an indication how serious I am about you and how serious I am about maybe relationships. Because you can ask me any question and I can come up with an answer that I think you may like. If that makes and, sense. You know what and, I'm saying? And I think, and I also think, depending upon the type of man you're dealing with, and I mean, I hear a lot of stories from women, and sometimes it's like, that shit gotta be preposterous. And sometimes is reality. And sometimes that shit is cap. It's preposterous. So I think if you're dealing with a man that has shit going for himself, he any man worth his time and weight ain't got time to be imitating somebody else to be with you. So like a man, that that will that will break down fast. And I know that's what your uh, that's some game your dad laid on you. So you know you gotta take what I'm telling you with a grain of salt. But I think any man worth worth his weight, you know, he'll he'll yep. hear that and he'll say, mm, can't 
can't do that. Like, uh, you know, like if a woman, like what's, what's something that just, I already know it'd be like, damn, that'd be some tough shit to do. Like it, it would be hard to be in that tap dance. You know what I'm saying? So like, if a woman's like, I want my man to join the church, be with me every Sunday, you know, become a deacon and da da da. It's like Sunday, one of my biggest work days usually. So it's like, I agree. You know, am I gonna go to one, one or two services? Yeah. Can we meet in the middle? Yeah. Like a man, a man, I think that is standing on like a lot of the manhood and confidence of where he at. He'll naturally just start like negotiating. What does that look yeah, like? Because I can beat you in the middle. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm the type of woman, I got to go out. I, we got to travel. I got to go out the country two times a year. And it's like, all right, time out. What does out the country mean? Is out the country Italy or is out the country the Bahamas? You know what I'm saying? Right. We might be able to do Bahamas in Mexico City, but I don't know if we, you know, going to Australia and Egypt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't Australia and Egypt money yet. You know what I mean? So, you know, like... That's, I agree with that though, because I'll bring like a lot of times for me, I'll bring out at least my non-negotiables up front first. Like I don't do smoking and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, and I'll have some guys be like, "Well, I smoke weed. Like, can I just go on a vapor first? Like, can I? Would you give me time to weed myself off? Like, or I'll have people like, "Well, this is part of my life, so See, I, I got I got to head out." <laughs> Any man that's talking about he willing to give up. We, a habit that he established as a grown ass man <laughs> off of uh, yo non negotiable. That nigga lying, I believe. You know what I'm saying? I think it's you honestly know? with the experience. I think it is because I've been in that situation where it was like, oh, I, I don't. I'm like, hey, I don't like this. Like this is just something I just I can't deal with for just different reasons for myself. And I was so like, yeah, I'm not. But then it's like about. I think two years in, no, a year in, it just started becoming, oh, I'm just stressed out today. Then by year two, you just out with it. And I'm like, oh. yeah, yeah. I'm getting so sick I of having to smoke outside in the car. You know what and I'm the saying? Thing, like, and I tell people all the time, like, I don't, I'm in a place in my life where um, I'm not here to change anyone. Like, whoever you are, I think you should just be that person. And this means we're not compatible. And that's why I tell some men, be like, well, and I'm like, look, I, I think you're a dope person. And I'm not saying anything's wrong with you. It's just not for me. And I think, you know, there's a woman out here who's going to let you do that in peace. But I know if you come over here, you will be miserable because I'm going to be uncomfortable and it's going to make you uncomfortable and we're both going to be unhappy. So that's just how I am now. In the past, when I was younger, you know, you think, oh, you can fix and change anybody because I want you to be the best. But now I'm kind of like, you know there's things about me that someone's gonna have to compromise on or you know may not like 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 I said I have a kid some men don't want a woman with the kid and they say hey I think you're great but I don't date women with kids and I say respect it because he not going anywhere so that's how I look at it now like you know this is what I like and if a man says you know that's not me or I do do this I'm like cool and I wish you you know the best but you know you need to find someone who's gonna be accepting of that and I'm not that person if you're a black man over 30 years old and ain't dating women with kids. They are. There's some that are older, 40, like, I I've don't seen, know what world. I've seen but, it. But, yeah. but then again, dating, I guess, the different intentions. So it's like looking for wife is different than looking for, you know, because sometimes it's it like, I mean, I guess like people say hookup culture, but, but like. Dating is more like me, you, we come together, we have fun, we part ways. Whereas like mm-hmm. marriage is like your family, my family, we planning together, future. It's a lot of other variables. You know what I'm saying? It is. 
because as much as as much as children play a role with marriage uh elder care at least in my family and me and my aunt and i can already see what'll be my dad and other people that that can play a big ass role too as much as a child you know depending upon how a person culturally uh welcomes in what caring for their elders and their family looks like it does and i know that was like a problem we had because i'm very family oriented and i come i'm very tight-knit family and like my grandmother is going to be 90 this year and she's not a regular 90 year old where you think bent over sickly can't see or hear she's spicy as ever like people don't even think she's 90 but we watch out for her and we do for her and so for him, he's not he's not close knit. He wasn't close knit with his family. So for me, like, you know, somebody in my family needs something, we all come together, seeing what we can do, you know, you know, we'll put money in together, whatever a person needs. That's just how we support each other. But that was foreign for him and he didn't care for it. So for him, it was like, oh, we, you got to go. Somebody in the hospital, like my cousin in the hospital, oh, you got to go see him again. And it's just like, those things are important. So I agree. And there are people who is like my four no more. <laughs> and then, you know, and you can find people like that. But I know like for me, you, ha- I like it when you're very close knit and ha- understand that dynamic, you know, because I don't think we really big on putting people in nursing homes in my family like my grandma would never go in one Loki, and that that may have to be another thing we got to add to the list like what's your family what's your perspective on nursing homes because i agree you know what i'm saying it's a motherfucker like if i'm in there you know what i'm saying senior kid. you know getting your mom or your dad in some depends this is a whole nother <laughs> get down changing the diaper for my kid is my kid you know what i'm saying but your yeah, your pops in some depends it's like hey my g yeah, well, but, but but that's like that's said, that real you know, love marriage shit. Well, hold on. <laughs> Senior care is 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 a very important topic, especially when you are okay. If you're in your okay, you're thirty, you know. But as you maybe date people who are older, are, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, older than you, their parents are are seniors now, and you know, depending on their health situation, they may be you know, on the verge of going into senior care. And so then you have to think about what Way said, you know, maybe moving in an in-law or, you know, putting the in-law in a facility, how comfortable you are, you know, if, if what about your, if something happens to one of your parents, you know, would you want them to move in? And if, what if, the, what if something happens to your parents and you, well, one of your parents and you want them to move in with you or both, and he already has a parent there. Then it's like, well, they was here first. What do we do? How do we accommodate? Ooh, you know what I'm saying? That's a it's a thing. lot of it's a lot of you know tough decisions. And mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, my parent, you know, they got to go to the home, <laughs> you know, because we don't have an extra room for them. But yours, yo, you know, yo, yo, daddy get to stay here because he was here first. You know, that's some bullshit. These are real But that's very real. Yeah. That's, that's very My parents to other people are babies Since they're only like 51 mm-hmm. So they to other people are kids But that is true because in my mind I always play and say and I told my dad I'm like when you get old you have to come stay with me like I, I'm fully prepared and he's very independent. Like if my dad did have to stay with me, it'd probably be something very extreme. But I told my, but I told both my parents, like I have every intention that if something was to happen and I'm the oldest out of all the kids, I'm like, I know y'all end up with me. And, you know, so I think, but I never considered that. So that is something to think about that if their parents are older, they may have to end up in the crib with me. Mm-hmm. And that, and that play, you know, 
And that play just imagine, wrong, you know, because my, my I don't smoke, but my dad do smoke. <laughs> so I, how you gonna feel about my dad that needs some help, but he want to cheat every time? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what, yeah. what's gonna be your feeling about that? You know what I'm saying? Is you gonna be like, Yo, dad can't be smoking, and it's like that nigga gonna smoke. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's about this too? You, you got know? you got your five year old, and then you have you get married and you have another child, and then so you're a mom now of two kids. And a husband and a potential, you know, uh, in law or your own parent that you have to take care of. Can you imagine what the responsibility would be like? And you pushing 40 hours a week. Could you imagine what your life would be? Hectic. I mean, honest, like I know my grandparents did it. My grandma, she has seven kids when she met my grandpa, and then he gave her two more. So they had nine. And I think in the house was about six or seven because I think I think about six of them were in the house because the three and the older boys end up leaving. But my grandma actually had to move her mother into the house. So but the only thing is they did get to a point where my grandma did get to stay home. But my grandpa did. He will have she tells me now how that's what made her love him even more because he will help her mom getting out, you know, help take care of her, get her out the tub, bathe her, stuff like that. So, um, I don't know. I'm about to ask my grandma some questions after this. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I'm about to, because she has that experience. So I might have to ask her some more questions. Like, Graham, how y'all, how did that go? Like, how did you work that out? But that is something I, I should think about because I haven't considered that. I'm very familiar with long-term healthcare because my mother was in that industry for 30 years and I've had plenty of experience like helping residents. Well, so we call them like residents and getting to the rooms and stuff like that. But I've never considered that like with someone else in their parental mm-hmm. so yeah. that is that's important I mean, it's, it's just cultural things we got to think about but yeah this was a cool show we're gonna welcome you back probably Thank for you. the other side why women don't get married well we may need another guest because you're looking to get married but but also you can <laughs> speak on that too because you know you, it's obviously men you choose not to marry so um, yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> with somebody that smoke. <laughs> You're so silly. Hilarious. Chloe, great episode. Maceo, you want to give some parting words or what up? Um, no, I think we, you know, shit, we was about to uh <laughs> we was about to shut it down and we started back up. So shit. <laughs> I think I got nothing really too much to say. I mean, like you said, it was a dope episode. I think we got, you know, a lot of insight. Um, and a lot of, you know, uh, personal experience from both sides. We did a little bit of role playing, um, Mm -hmm. and and things like that. So yeah, I definitely think this was a dope episode. Hopefully it helped a lot of our listeners out and was entertaining. Yep. Yep. Thank y'all. I appreciate the opportunity to be here and patience with my man child because when I'm gone for an hour, he started looking for me like, where's she at? Who's she talking to? Well, Carrie, you heard of Mama, who's out on the phone? Like, mind your business. Not my daddy. Smart man. Smart man. You may get in trouble tonight, but smart man. Yeah. Now, when you go upstairs, it's going to be all kinds of uh, sandwiches and, and uh, you know, stuff on the floor, half drunk juice, all kinds of stuff. You'll be like, what the heck? You know, yeah. Uh, that's that old school mama shit if you use a cup keep the cup and it's like damn <laughs> yeah. you know it's like, what's, what's like when your mom be busy and you just be like idle you be into everything man it's like oh but i was gonna vacuum and you're like what what is the vacuum <laughs> for this is like random stuff kids be like 
Oh my God! But yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. Man. All right. Go. Peace. Peace. All right. Peace out. You're listening to the Searching for Claire Huxtable podcast on the.